Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, hello, happy Monday. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Happy MLK Day. Holiday for many. Not for us, but because we had some big football games yesterday. Kind of a big got deal. the got the email from our managers, you know, a week and a half ago saying, "Hey, listen, if you want to take the day off, you know, that's absolutely fine, but this is a very important day coming up." Okay, that's fine. Big big day, big day to break down so much football. That's why 
We are here for you. I'm so excited. Hi, uh, Tim. I, I know. I'm excited, too. I'm Mike, very, very excited about Mike it. Mike Harmon is so excited he's wearing shorts and sandals today. Yeah, yeah I'm fired exciting. up on it. No, it was a big weekend. Lots of activity. A lot of things going around uh, in terms of, well, kids being ill. So having to watch your, your daughter grind out. Uh, soccer game after soccer people game. People are dinged up at this we're, time we're, of the year. You know, people you are what. dinged up. That happens. Others digging them across this country, digging themselves out of more snow and, and ice and, and everything else and, and frozen dungeons. Hopefully, I think they took advantage over the weekend of being able to say, hey, it's really cold out there. And then they just sat and watched a lot of football. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say excuses. Home. All right. Very good. Uh, before we get to the biggest thing, in the NFL this weekend, obviously, the Minneapolis miracle. Um, just a few moments ago, an NBA Finals rematch went in the books, and to no one's surprise, it was Golden State defeating Cleveland. Iguodala takes another three right side. No good. And the rebound to Cleveland, and that's going to be that. Kyle Korver gives it to Fry, and the ball game is over. The Golden State Warriors close out the Cavaliers here on the Martin Luther King holiday with a superb defensive fourth quarter. Yay. Uh, yes, Warriors Radio Network, 118-108, outscoring and holding Cleveland to 17 points in the fourth quarter. Kevin Durant had 32 to go along with eight assists. Steph Curry Is it the playoffs yet? Almost, Phil Jackson. We're about halfway there. You can go back to sleep. No. Phil, you can go back. The Knicks won, okay? The Knicks won. Porzingis was good. Nita Kina was good. The guy you drafted was good in 20 minutes. Almost had a triple-double. We now, call this a Brokeback oh Mountain game because there's so much penetration and kickouts. Phil, I told you everything you need to know. You can go back to sleep now. All right. Active day for Phil. Guy. Coming off a big weekend and certainly a, a full slate of games today. I feel a little fired up on you here early. LeBron James, 32 points, 12 of 18 LeBron from the field. Only took two three points, three pointers. Eight of eleven from the or eight of thirteen from the foul line. What do you mean eight of thirteen? You missed five. Eddie had to eight turnovers Ten tonight. Of, yeah, no, you got sloppy with the ball a couple of who times me? where you're not quite sure who the intended target of the pass was. This is to be expected. Cleveland, look, Cleveland's having a tough time. Obviously, we told you everything will be fine because everything is always fine for Cleveland. This is mid January. We told you it's doldrums, but. I will throw this conspiracy theory thought out there. You ready for this? I love these. Here's these my are, conspiracy the theory. Hot takes and conspiracy Cavalier. theories here each that, and every night with you. That LeBron James has backed off the throttle of taking over, obviously because Isaiah Thomas is back. He needs to get back into the swing. He had 19 tonight. Isaiah Thomas and four assists played 32 minutes. He was 8 of 21 and 1 of 7 from 3. Everything will nah, be fine. But, yeah. you know, how many years can LeBron say, oh, we need more help? We need more help at the trade deadline. We need more help. We need more N help. N plus one. If but I was going to go back to my math days. Let, let, let me throw this back at you that LeBron is kind of backing off the throttle a little bit because he wants to make sure, oh, I want Dan Gilbert and everybody to see that we have warts and we have to make a move at the deadline, whether it's DeAndre Jordan or somebody else, so we stay active when we can. Because if I was playing at a superhuman level like I was for the most part of the up until a week and a half ago, Oh, then everything would be fine. Wouldn't need to get anybody. We're good. We don't. No, no, no. I want to make sure that we get somebody at the deadline. So I'm going to ease off just a little bit. Ease off that yoke just a tiny bit. So we make sure at the deadline, oh, hey, you know what? We really do need another piece. Let's go get that other piece. 
How do you like well, that? What do you like? I, that? I, I like scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten. Where do you like that at? Oh, I, ten I, being it's absolute true. One being no way. I think it's a nice hot take that's kind of simmering. Okay, uh, all know, right. We, we put it in that seven. Nice, solid. All right, uh, I like seven. Okay, seven point five. Good. Seven five. I like seven point five. Very nice. Sorry, I make it a beautiful girls reference. <laughs> uh, solid seven and a half. So when we we look at <laughs> this situation we're at now, I, I think for the, the Cavaliers when they're in their their boardrooms and having meetings, they've, they've got to be discussing that as well. We've got the uncertain future of LeBron James. We've got a, what will be a very high draft choice here in in 2018 that you have to look at and say, well, is is that up for grabs? Or do we have to keep that to potentially draft the next superstar if LeBron says, I'm out? So, or is that the thing you have to go and use to get a DeAndre Jordan or some other asset? I'm out! by which to convince LeBron James maybe to stay, but more importantly, to maximize what may be left of his five-month run here <laughs> in your – and I'm, I'm towards the latter. Like, sure. I, I don't care about the draft choice if it can help LeBron James win now. Now, the, the big thing is not only are you measuring yourself against where the Warriors are, you've got a number of teams in the East that suddenly got a lot better, seemingly overnight. But since last season when it was, all right, it's us and the Celtics. And even then, a lot of people didn't believe in the Celtics. Like, they're number one seed in the East, but it was still like, really? They're the number one seed in the East. Not a lot of confidence. This year, a little different. Raptors are a lot better. You've got a couple of other teams that that have found themselves up towards the upper division uh, of the Eastern Conference. And now the, the Cavaliers, not only in their 9 of 12, I think it is, right? Nine losses in their last 12. They've got to think about, all right, how do we compete with this team? Which they did pretty well for three quarters. It's also playing leapfrog and making sure you hold serve against your own conference. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. I like that. 7.5, I like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging where we're at with nice, this. solid 7.5. I like conspiracy theories. But now to the play that we can't get enough of. 10 seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, feel and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh my God! Oh my God! 30! Our buddy Paul Allen, friend of the show. Vikings Radio Network, the miracle 61-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, vaulting the Vikings into the NFC Championship game when the Saints had it salted away. The number one thing that needs to be said at this point, we're 24 hours away from from this game, is this. Saints fans, you will never get over this loss. Let me say it again. The only thing better never is get over this loss. You will never come to grips with it. You will never be able to say, okay, I dealt with it, I'm moving on. You will never get over this. I said the same thing to Seahawks fans. You will never get over throwing the football on the one-yard line and losing the Super Bowl. You never will. No matter how many Super Bowls Russell Wilson wins, what you achieve, you'll always think we should have one more. You will think about this play every single day. It will pop into your head at odd times. You will think about it every single day. Maybe for fleeting moments, maybe just for a second or two, 
every day. The best thing I can tell you is you need to just find the new normal because you need to deal with the fact that this happened and this is part of who you are and this is going to be part of who you are going forward. You're never going to get rid of it. It will never leave. You won't just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to throw everything away and then I'm come back fresh and new and be ready for this next season. No. Falcons fans will never get over blowing a 28-3 lead to the New England Patriots. You'll never get over it. You have to deal with that this happened to us. It was awful. And it's going to be part of who I am going forward. Every time, and look, this is sports, but it happens in real life when something happens in your life and your life is never the same and you realize, okay, I have to find the new normal so I can move forward and live with what just happened. In sports, as a sports fan, you need to find the new normal because you will live with this loss forever. Forever. You will live with it. I don't if know you're if you're a, little, a good therapist or a bad therapist. I'm telling you the truth. No, the best thing I can do is tell you the truth. Because you kind of hit people with a, a big club. First. I can't lie to you. But here is tell you just realize you're not getting over it. You're not going to do it. Now, knowing that, let's move forward. Okay? Because that the, the one thing you know is there's no magic potions. No, this will happen and this will No, you're never going to. Certain losses will always stay with you. Now, if you're a little, little bit of an older fan, It'll be easier because, you know, you have other things going on in your life. You have mortgages. You have kids in school. Yeah, but now you may realize you know, you this, been, this was going to be as good as it got. Oh, it could so, be. So if you're older, you're now depressed on a, a larger level. And you're depressed. With other things, you're still you know waiting for life to happen. Yeah, and that's why this is all you have now. And so it will stay with you and consume you. But this is why it's extra painful is because they should have won the Super Bowl. It was there. They were the best team in the playoffs. They went on the road. They beat a really physical Vikings team. And they had won the game. And Breeze led them down for a game-winning field. It was, it was done. And then they lost. They would have gone on to beat the Eagles next week, and they would have been more well-rounded enough to beat the Jaguars or the Patriots. That's why this is going to stay forever. It's not just one play of, oh, boy, we lost the wild-card game, and who knows, we would have been on the road the next three weeks. No, you would have won the Super Bowl. That's why this is Does so Does anybody painful. else hate the play calling ahead of their field goal? I know we've been talking about the Vikings drive a lot. I, I think the fact that they did these three really deep downfield passes into tight coverage repeatedly to set up the the, the field goal left me a little, a little confused. You know, a little bit, a little, a little, a little confused, you know, a little, a little bit, bit along the way. But you, you look at the way the the final play worked out, and a lot of questions in terms of how the the setup. Uh, of the the defense and defending the the defense uh, along the way, like yes, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but you're, you're wondering where's where's the deep men, right? Where you got to keep the well, ball in we'll get front to of that. you. We'll get like to there, that. There's, there's all of the these play. all of these questions yes. about the play itself. Yes, but but for Saints fans, certainly difficult. It was tough to that one shot, the ISO on Drew Brees that they immediately went to, and then I. I Tweeted out a little bit earlier this morning the the Instagram post of him you know attending to the kids like it, I remember a sixty minutes uh, profile of Bruce Springsteen long long ago saying well even if we go and we rock Madison Square Garden or insert whatever here the next morning I'm the dad making pancakes so Drew Brees right back <laughs> not preparing for the next game now he's making pancakes he's got to make you know and TJ pancakes. making pancakes. Congratulations on us coming back for a day, TJ. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Arm and Twitter at How About a Fresca, phone number 877-99 on Fox. Just know that I'm like Dr. Phil. You will never get over it knowing that. Let's move forward 
and find the new norm. But isn't that where you normally have to start calling no, no. people idiots and every, stuff? No, no, no. Every every fan of every team has a loss like this, and they will tell you the same thing. Yep, I'm still not over it. You know Dr. Phil's not a real doctor, right? It doesn't matter. Neither am <laughs> I. So it's okay. It's, it's all right. I actually did stay at a Holiday Inn this weekend. I mean, that's the How about truth. that? I actually did stay at a Holiday Inn. You didn't say a lot of stay positive away. things. Broken hot tub. Broken hot tub. That's the worst thing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Obviously, we're spending a lot of time with what happened with the NFL today, the NFL yesterday. And look, we talked about Saints. I, I had a look. I thought I had a great message for Saints fans a few minutes ago. I don't think anything could have helped any better than what I said a few minutes ago. And now I'll tell you this: the Jaguars are going to beat the Patriots Sunday. Oh, come on now. I don't like I now I I admit I got two things I want to say before I'll tell you why. Number one, I don't like the fact the Jags are talking as much as they are. They just can't stop talking. They can't shut the blank up. It was a big win yesterday. Probably their biggest win since they beat the Broncos in the playoffs in 97 when Brunel had that huge game and look at the Jaguars in the AFC title game, but they can't shut up. They can't. They were so upset last week when the Steelers were looking past them, and now all they're saying today is, look how great we are. You're watching us next week, and now today Jalen Ramsey says, hey, guess what, everybody? We're going to win the whole thing. I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win that. We're going to win that. Duval! <laughs> I don't like the fact that they seem very self-satisfied after winning this game because I've seen it happen so many times where teams feel like we've done something big and now we'll go play the next game and you realize, oh, man, we're not ready for this one because the emotional highs and we're continuing to just let it out. I don't like that. Doug Marone's got to do a huge – this is his coaching job now is to eat bologna sandwiches and to get them to shut the hell up for five days and get ready for this game. If Jalen Ramsey is still talking about winning this game and guarantees and yapping on Wednesday and Thursday, they're not – this tells me they're not focused. They think they're just going to show up and win against the Patriots. So that's one thing that has to get done. There's always the possibility that the referees – on Sunday, don't you decide, dare! Hey, don't you dare! No, this has been the narrative. Calls are going no, the this has been the narrative way. all bleeping day long. It's the all lazy. All the, oh, the referees way. are in their pockets. It's a joke. Just wait. But the Jaguars should win because, as much as they were a bad matchup for the Steelers, which they were, they are a horrendous matchup for the Patriots. Offensively, not so much. I expect the Jaguars to bludgeon the Patriots with Leonard Fournette all day until he breaks things in the second half. But the Jaguars' defense is a horrible matchup for the Patriots. Why? Because they get pressure on the quarterback with just their front few. They they get all kinds of pressure, and they don't need to blitz. Linebackers can drop back into coverage. They make plays. Just their defensive line gets pressure on the quarterback. And Tom Brady, look, I can't, I'll keep saying it, even though people don't seem to want to listen. When you get pressure on Tom Brady, you hit him once or twice early, and then you are just around him during the game, this is what happens to him. And don't give me the old, oh, every t- every quarterback that gets hit, nobody likes that. Yeah, of course not. But nobody changes from an elite quarterback into being a guy who's scattershot more obviously and visibly than Tom Brady. 
If you hit Brady a couple of times early and you are around him, here's what happens to Tom Brady. Tom Brady starts stepping up and throwing the ball early, throwing it early and throwing it low, and there's a lot of incomplete passes, and he starts yelling at his teammates, and things don't go well for the Patriots. The Jaguars can do that in spades. They can get pressure on Brady just using the defensive line. Gronkowski's the big X factor because you you really can't tell me they're going to have a big day against that Jaguar secondary, but... As long as that happens, you will watch. Brady will be flustered. He'll move around in the pocket. He'll throw the ball early, and he'll throw it low. That's what's going to happen. They won't put points on the board, and the Jaguars will salt it away with a late drive. Leonard Fournette into the end zone from five yards out for a double-digit lead with less than two minutes left to go, and you're thinking, oh, my God, the Patriots are going to lose. That's what's going to happen to them on Sunday. That's cute. That's a cute narrative. I like that. (laughs) In In theory. Give me your in theory. I like it in theory. But the, this team doesn't line up the same way as most do in terms of, hey, let's throw the ball on the edges where those cornerbacks really get off. No, that's that's not the way the Patriots operate. Quick release. Burkhead's supposed to be back for this game. Key, obviously, still waiting whether Allen Branch gets back for the defensive line. If he's able to play, changes complexion of things just a wee bit as we go through. But all the chirping. All the excitement about the Jaguars. They still gave up 42 points. And I heard a lot of people today saying, well, if it wasn't for these two long fourth down touchdowns, it's a blowout. No, no, no. You can't do that. They still still scored the damn touchdowns. Okay. (laughs) Throw the damn towel. It still (laughs) happened. If you take away the 42 points the Steelers scored, their defense had a great day. Yeah, see, the only way this works, (laughs) because let's go back to week five, shall we, of the, the Steelers and the Jaguars. Okay, when when Leonard Fournette had his big run, right, 90 yards, and you take that away, and you look at the rest of the yards per carry. For that game, it doesn't matter. They broke the dam and ran 90 yards for the score. Now, over the long haul, when you're trying to analyze games and you're looking at a yards per carry and what that offensive line is doing, that's a whole other type of analysis as you go. But saying, well, these plays didn't happen. No, they still happened. They, they still made plays against the against these cornerbacks downfield, and I, I get it. You're not looking at Antonio Brown on this team. You're not, certainly not comparing Amendola or Hogan or any of those guys, too. But when you start adding the running backs as receivers out of the backfield and you get Burkhead back, mm-hmm. it's a different offense than, than they've necessarily seen. And don't forget, New England only gave up 18 points a game. As well. I know the Jets were two of the games and the Tr- Dolphins were two of the games. Trust me, Brady. After September, a much different but team. But all that stuff is great, but that's still going to happen to Brady as long as they get pressure on him. And you'll get Rex Burkhead out of the backfield who's going to turn around and go, why is the ball at my feet? And why was it thrown before I even turned around? Because that's what Brady does. That, I'm Trust me, I've seen it happen to the guy. I've watched every game the bleeping guy has played. That's what happens to him when you can pressure him That means him you're not early. watching the Jets because they when play can, in the same window. When you can hit him early. Tom Brady's never been hotter. I have to watch all the games on Sunday. He's only got one head. i them all. Uh, that's what happens to him. It doesn't matter. Guys can be open. He will miss guys. He will throw wide. He will throw early. He will throw low. That's what happens to oh, him. Oh, it's certainly a much more intriguing matchup. Dan and I, yesterday doing the, the show in, in the pregame, we were talking about that quite a bit of – We've seen the the Steelers matchup before, right? We've seen that mm-hmm. a number of times. Jaguars, much different animal in terms of the way they get after quarterbacks. So, from an intriguing, uh, an intrigue, and and what are we going to get 
uh, perspective. I, I think we're we're still dismissing the other side of the ball. That, that Blake Bortles is going to be able to make plays. That doesn't and, matter. And, 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 Leonard Fournette, they're going to run him 35 times on Sunday. And the guy I'm more worried about, him. to be honest, is, is actually him. where Yeldon sneaks in. Yeah, he had a couple you know of huge plays yeah, he, on Sunday. His contribution yeah. to that game has been so lost. Yeah, well, that in was anything. The, the, to me, he the was biggest play of the game huge. was the swing pass on third down the when the Steelers pass. had all that yep. momentum, and suddenly they they would they would make a play to keep the Steelers just a little bit more at bay throughout the entire game, and that play was unbelievably huge. I have a lot of problems with the rest of that game that nobody's <laughs> analyzed. I may just go into the hallway and start screaming to myself. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We head to the hotline right now. Welcome in a man who told us the story of the year last week involving Bruce Arians just having some fun with Nick Saban going to the NFL. He's the one and only Jay Glazer. Glaze, what's happening? Oh, man, you know how much crap I got from Bruce over that? And it wasn't he, – he didn't care that I told the story because, hey, I'm just reporting the facts, right? We're, he was drinking vodka. Uh, admitted that he was just messing around. What he was mad about were the headlines the next day that it said, like, vodka-fueled Arians, you know, <laughs> said he's messing with the world. I'm like, hey, dude, what are you mad at me for? I don't write the headlines, man. Don't come after me. And then, like, his son Jake was getting after him because of, uh, you know, because of the headlines. I'm like, you guys just calm down. Everybody here is right. We're drinking vodka, although I was drinking whiskey. Uh, he said it. And then, hey, it kind of just leads to the allure now. We're good. And he was, it was pretty funny, man. He was like, every time another headline popped up, he'd send it to me. I'm like, Bruce, why are you sending this? I don't work for Bleacher Report. I don't work for USA Today. I don't work for the Daily News in New York. I, leave me alone. Oh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you told us that story. And, and because you told it on, on our show, we led around the horn with it the next day. That was yeah, pretty cool. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. It's good. Hey, we're we're putting out the facts out there. I like it. Uh, absolutely. Well, I know you got. I know you got another story for us coming off on Marcus Williams, who of course is getting all the attention, the missed tackle yeah. on the Stephon Diggs play from yesterday. That well, let's face it, it's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. Yeah, you know what, man? I, I don't know if it's going to haunt him for the rest of his life because he's going to do so many great things in this league. And look, we trained Marcus out here. Uh, Sean Payton sent his secondary out here to train, heading in the training camp for a couple weeks. And then we trained the entire Saints team for six weeks from the start of training camp all the way up to the first game of the season. So me, Randy Couture, and I got him, Jason Borba, another fighter that went down and trained them. But they're all out here, and they're training here in L.A. with us. And I called Sean, and I said, hey, you got one of your kids here? Hey, this Marcus Williams kid? He said, oh. I said, dude, and this is true, most athletic dude we've had in the gym besides Odell Beckham. He is a freak of nature. He is such a good young player, and we all called Sean. We're like, we have not seen too many guys like this. He was he's on such a different level athletically than not just everybody on the team that was in there, every other player we have ever had in the gym besides Odell Beckham. It's unreal what this kid's show level is. So, you know, he, he obviously messed up bad on that play, you know, whiffed on it, had his eyes looking down. Um, but he is athletic enough, and if, obviously he's going to need some uh, – He's going to need some counseling on this one. But if you don't let this get in the way of the rest of your career, this kid will end up – he has the skill to make eight, nine Pro Bowls. He is – he's that athletic. Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. On the hotline with us, NFL insider for Fox Sports, the unbreakable performance center owner and founder of MVP, 
merging vets and players and touchdown dreams. Check out vetsandplayers.org for all the good work Jay's doing uh, in that regard. Big things always uh, on the docket there. Jay, we, we turn our attention to the coaching search. Uh, Pat Sherman, just the way he drew it up for Stephon Diggs and now uh, the wanted man in New York, it would appear. Yeah, you know, and, and look, Pat, here's what Pat's done really well. Um, he withstood Cleveland and right. came out and came out looking still okay. You know, it didn't just drag him through the mud. Went down and worked under Chip Kelly and was above the fray of what happened over there. Then he's over there in Minnesota. This is what I really told when I've talked to GMs about him. What I really loved about Pat Sherman is last year's team of the Vikings. There's a lot of horrible things that went on down there, um, and it was, it was a heavy scenario. And to have North Turner – you know, quit the team, leave right. as OC, and Pat Shermer's still there. And just the way he handled everything was, it, it just, man, it was, it, most guys in this league could not have done that. He was Switzerland throughout the whole thing. And it was a really dicey situation there. It, it, he, he, you know, has this presence that people don't know about because on the surface, he's not going to show it to you. He has like a dry sense of humor. He's kind of, you know, he, he's not. He doesn't show you behind closed doors, Pat, too often. But he'll be yelling it in Casey's ear during the game. He is—he got a lot of fire in him, and you know I think you know the Giants kind of needed a grown-up here, and they're getting one in you know Pat Shermer, who's like I said, he's already been dragged through the mud in different scenarios, yet never came out kind of dirty, if you will, on the other side. Jay, other coaching news, it looks like all reports say Matt Patricia headed to the Lions to become their head coach, Josh McDaniels to the Indianapolis Colts to be their head coach. Bill Belichick has never let his assistants interview, much less stories where they're getting to take jobs here. Is there something going on in New England? Why this sudden shift and we're, we're getting these stories out now where before it's always been we wait, end of the season, and, and then we find stuff out? No, I think last year with um... – Kyle Shanahan, everybody knowing he's taking it, it's almost became okay. We don't have to wait anymore to, to do the hush-hush. year before that with Dan Quinn, we kept it hush-hush, even though we knew he was getting a job. It was still kind of hush-hush. Um, this wasn't really the case last year. So I think they're kind of saying, hey, let's just not fool anybody anymore. Um, and then, you know, it, it's interesting uh, because McDaniels interviewed last year for the 49ers job, and they actually chose uh, Kyle Shanahan over Josh McDaniels. And, and Josh is Big thing. And he's talked to Chris Fowler a lot, Francis a lot, everybody he interviews with. He, when he had his first head coaching gig, and a lot of guys that have either coached under Andy Reid or coached under Bill Belichick, when you go out and get a job, they try to almost be mini Andy or mini Bill, and it doesn't work. You've got to be yourself. You're sitting in a room with 53 of the most street smart dudes on the planet. You've got to be yourself. You can't try to be mini somebody else. You can't bring the quote Patriots way into another culture. It doesn't work. You're going to have too much pushback. And that's what happened to Josh McDaniels last time around. This time around, do I think he learned his lesson and he isn't the same way? I do, yeah. And he's talked an awful lot to, to Chris Bauer, and I don't think he'll be that way with Andrew Luck. It's not going to fly that way. But you don't truly know until they you know, start working together. Well, I think you put it brilliantly earlier today, Jay, when you asked uh, aloud the rhetorical question. How many people thought Malarkey would get to stick around? Does this mean they already have their coach uh, now that they've let him and mutually agreed to go Vegas blackjack dealer? No, I think they were hoping to get their coach. I was thinking they were going to try and get Josh McDaniels. I remember um, new GM used to work up there in, in personnel uh, with the uh, with the Patriots. He's familiar with Patriots. And there's another guy on their staff, by the way, Brian Flores. 
who's a linebacker coach, who is a stud in in waiting. He'll be a phenomenal head coach here for, for years. And I don't know if he gets one now or not, but guys like him and Mike Rabel, they're kind of like the second wave of these great you know coaches, that these great motivators you're going to have out there. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer, the website, of course, vetsandplayers.org. And uh, check out everything he's got going on at Unbreakable as well. Jay, as always, appreciate it. If you say, if Bruce Arians has another scoop, you know, let us know. We'll be here. I'll I'll let him break who his successor is going to be. I think right now it's going to be Mike Munchak. (laughs) Okay, very good. Thanks so much. See (laughs) See you, Jay. Mike Munchak, there you go. There you go. Bruce Arians, his successor. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Everybody wants to blame Marcus Williams for the final play. And, of course, he missed a tackle. He got a little bit hesitant when it came to, do I hit him? Do I want to avoid a pass interference? Why is he ducking under him? I think he mistimed his tackle. Everything. He blew it. Stephon Diggs goes down the sidelines and goes in for a touchdown that I could listen to Paul Allen make that call all day long. Ten seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, feel, and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay in oh, my God, loose. Oh, my God. 30, no, 10, touchdown. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings have lost up on the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard Friend of the show, Paul Allen, on the call. Vikings Radio Network. Pete Bursich, uh, a bit uh, fired up. He couldn't under. He he, he, he couldn't contain himself. Uh, You can't. Sometimes he couldn't couldn't contain himself. The shot they put up from the from the booth was as good as it gets. (laughs) (laughs) Watching the blowout. The thing I like was uh, making the rounds a little bit last night. Was as they celebrated the touchdown. Is right in front of a suite full of <laughs> Saints fans <laughs> in the end zone. I would have shut his mic off. <laughs> that was just me. You know, the first couple times I heard Paul Allen's call, it sounded like Pete Bursich said, what a blanking finish. It's very possible. But then he listened to hear him say miracle finish. But the first couple well, times when he said, version what a hearing. blanking finish that was. Well, we fixed it in post, so it would be available for all radio yeah, then it shows the next it. day. Yeah, oh, that's Had true. Had he said that, then you can... Talk all over Paul Allen, then it then it's worth it. Start I'm dropping so- a bunch of f. But yeah, at and- that moment you got to turn your mic off. I'm Let sorry, Paul. Call that. I'm sorry, Paul. What a bleeping finish that was! I can't believe it. That would have been epic. I got to ask him if he went to the engineers afterwards. You can separate our voices, right? So my call stands. Yeah, I just and we eliminate him. <laughs> but here's here's the big thing coming off this. Afterwards, Sean Payton said we had everything right. We had the right defensive call. We had everything right, and. You know, Marcus Williams misses the tackle. He defended Marcus Williams, didn't say it was Marcus Williams' fault. But this is the big takeaway. As much as it was Marcus Williams missing on a tackle, the Saints, that defensive scheme they had out there for that final play was horrendous. It was awful. It was awful six ways to Sunday and twice on Sunday. That's what I couldn't get over. All right, follow me on this. Here's the final play. There's 10 seconds left, and the Vikings are out of timeouts. Right? They're at their own 39-yard line. What are, you, what are you trying to do on this play? The Vikings have one play. 
right? Maybe if they throw something short, get out of bounds near the 50, they can have one more play. But by all intents and purposes, this is the final play of the game if they complete a pass. Because if they complete a pass and the receiver stays in bounds, that's it. It's They're over. not getting up to the line of scrimmage. They're not getting another snap. It's done. How Locker the Vikings done. weren't in a large prevent-style defense, almost like a Hail Mary-type defense, I don't get. Where you are you are on the boundary, and you're giving them the middle of the field. We'll give you 30 yards in the middle of the field. We'll give you 40 yards in the middle of the field. But we are going to come down, and we are going to make a tackle and stop you from getting into the end zone because you don't have any timeouts. All right, that's the defense you needed to be in. And when I tweeted this out yesterday, fans are telling me Saints fans are going, "He's the safety." Of course, yeah, but you were in you were in such a defensive package where one missed tackle by the safety meant a touchdown. All right, you had three receivers on the right side of the field, and because Marcus Williams missed a tackle, Stephon Diggs got into the end zone. That's awful. You can't have that. You can't. You can't have. It was. It was one on one. It was basically Stephon Diggs and Marcus Williams, and this was going to be. This should have been a play where, hey, it's 50-50 at this point. If we can get him, if we can catch the ball, and have him miss a tackle. But even more so than that, even if Marcus Williams makes the tackle, there's a great chance, and most likely because that's where Stephon Diggs' momentum was going. There's a great chance that if Marcus Williams hits him, Diggs goes out of bounds, and you are kicking. A forty-five-yard field goal on the next play. Nah, it's still a fifty-yard field goal. It doesn't from, matter. Forbath had just what, kicked a fifty-three-yarder. That, that, that's fine. If he kicks another fifty-yarder, he kicks another fifty-yarder. But you, but you were in. No, no, you, no. You, it's it's ten seconds left at the thirty-nine-yard line. You can't let him get to the point where he kicks a fifty-yarder. I'm just saying, like, if he makes the catch. But you allowed but you, him. But you allowed him to catch the ball near the sideline. Which is the the two things you couldn't have them do. You can't have him catch a ball near the sideline. And not only that, but like I said. At that point, the game is over. The win, the win percentage for the Saints is ninety nine point nine 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 percent. But not only were you in a bad defensive alignment where one missed tackle meant a touchdown, but you actually let him catch the ball on the sideline where they could kick a fifty yard field goal on the next play. Where four back, he just kicked one, just made it for fifty three yards, gave him the lead. Really, that 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 was your big defeat. You had everything stopped on that. You didn't. You didn't. You had a, whatever you put out there was awful. And there was, there's nothing you can get away from that, that you put out on the lineman that was able to allow this final play to happen. Well, you also didn't play the first half of football. Uh, that, that, that hasn't been spoken of. But you're down to one play. I get it. You're, you're down, down, to, down to, one to one play. But let's not dismiss that categorically. The, the, the other 59 minutes and 50 seconds did happen oh, sure. in this game. But if he makes the grab – and the safety is over the top. If Williams is in position to make a play as he comes down, there's still a couple of steps between him and the sideline. But the defensive alignment, just in general, running free and clear, not really contested at all, getting off into his route, that you at least gave Keenum a, a shot to make a throw down to the 32, and then it's free and clear from there, right? was wondering aloud about the Hail Mary type option. Not that you necessarily throw Michael Thomas and company out there, but certainly a consideration given the gravity, no timeouts, and making sure you keep them away from the edges. But no matter how you scheme it, you, you can't account for him putting down. Like my, my daughter playing soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're going for the big kick to try to clear the zone. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't lift your head up. 
you got to keep your head down on the ball. In this case, you got to keep your head up to know where the guy is coming at you. You're not going for the big hit. Oh, here he is. You're not Look going out. for the big stick. You know, here it's the. But he didn't go. He missed him. I know. I. But but you're always wondering what exactly went through his head because that's a question mm-hmm. that's never going to be answered. What went through your head is not the answer you're getting. It's oh uh, well, you know, this happened and this won't define me. And those are great sentiments. Yeah. But it's like okay, in that moment. As you're coming up on digs, what what exactly went through your head when you put your head down and, and did a drive-by? I guarantee you he got caught between making a hit and not wanting to commit pass interference because he kind of ducks under him. He's almost past Stephon Diggs when Diggs is still coming down with the ball. So I would guarantee you he was there and he thought, oh, I don't want to commit pass interference. It's going to be a field goal. So I kind of duck under. And you get in that point of indecision. And it just happened. I, I, w- I would bet all my money that's what it was. Because if he really wanted to go for the kill shot, he would have been there. Yeah, but he didn't have it lined up right. And obviously, he kind of went after me. He, oh, he, he mistimed it. Well, he mistimed it terribly. He, miss, he mistimed it. And I, honestly, I he didn't even go. He didn't even. He wasn't even on the on course to hit him. If he was, he was off almost like he decided I got to back off him Last here second. because I don't want to commit P.I. I don't want to make that kind of play. And all he did was, you know, knock his, knock his other D.B. over so he couldn't get up and make the tackle. I mean, it, it, it was just well, a you had confluence two, of circumstances. Yeah, the two receivers in the same zone, as you, you've heard all day and certainly watched this 9,000 times since it happened yesterday, the improbability of it all in, in terms of how the – Players all came in and convergence on the sideline, and Diggs gets to walk in. Like he's got to know there's no help over the top. Like that's yeah, the other thing you know, in, ter- I, I, in I terms of the I'm alignment. The last, yeah. I have no help. There's no, but I don't know why you're not in some kind of umbrella coverage where you're you're. I'll give you the sideline up until midfield, but then you got to have some kind of trickeration play where we're pitching the ball back and you're going. I'll give you that. But you, you're in alignment where it was, it was, it was easy. I mean, that Keenum completion was just—he just put. He, I, he made a great pass. Don't get me wrong. He made a great pass, put it in a great spot. But Williams wasn't close enough to him to go up and make the play and knock the ball out of his hands or, or, or break it up. I mean, Diggs was open. Diggs was open. They they were not ready for anything on that play. That is an epic fail by Sean Payton and company. Because you can just say we were in the right all you want. Because maybe that helps you sleep at night. Hey, we should have made the play. Marcus Williams should have made the tackle. We should have made the play. where You are not in the right defensive alignment. You are not in something that there's 10 seconds left. We're going to keep you in the middle of the field, and we're going to stop you from getting something deep. Because what if that play was a Hail Mary? They're at the, third, you're at the 40-yard line. Case Keenum could have thrown a Hail Mary. You're talking about just having a couple of guys down there. I mean, who else is down? There was nobody between Stephon Diggs and the end zone. So if that was just a, we're going to flood three guys down down the side of the field, you're talking about a 50-50 jump ball. You're talking about three and three, and that could have been a touchdown. Well, so and you, you, and you, now you, you start getting into the, well, he's going to have to commit and probably pass interference at the one. That was, the, that, was, that was so inexcusable. And when Diggs is running for a touchdown, my, fir- my first thought on the play, when I'm watching it live, I'm going, oh, my God, and I'm waiting for someone to come flying at an angle because that's going to be the tackle. I'm going, oh, Stephon Diggs should have ran out of bounds because now the time's out. But there's nobody. And I realize nobody's coming. It all happened in, in my head in like a second. I'm going, he's going to get hit. He should have. No, no, no one's coming. That's a touchdown. 
Oh my God! I mean, okay. that's that's really re- Marcus Williams is going to bear the brunt, but that was a horrendous job of play calling by the Saints. It was awful. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.